0: what is up everybody welcome to another episode of the la soccer hub show my name is Gio Garcia and today we got a special episode we got a special guest uh, we got a lot going on his name is Hercules Gomez he's from football americas on ESPN he also has his podcast show on the men and blazers network Herc how you doing I'm doing well my man how you doing Good man, big week, lots going on. You know, US versus Mexico. I had to get you on, obviously, lots of stuff with the the MLS. We also, it's a big summer, Herc. We got Leagues Cup, we got we also got Barcelona coming down, we got the European teams coming down. So much to get into, uh, but yeah, let's talk about it all. But first, I, I saw you at the Leon versus uh, LAFC match. Um, give me give me a quick thoughts about that because I think I think we were all surprised on how poorly LAFC played. But what what were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, they played poor. I mean, there's no two ways of going about it. If you're an LAFC fan, you should be uh, bummed at the way your team played. It's it's a it's a fracaso. And for those of you who don't know what that word means, that's that's an utter failure. That's that's what this is. Um, León's not one of the top teams in. in Liga I mean, if you asked anybody who follows Liga Mekis, hey, who's the best representation of, of Mexican football, send them to this game. Nobody's going to say Leon. All right. The, the best can't make it. Who's the second best? Nobody's going to say Leon. All right. The third best can't make it. Who's next? Nobody's going to say Leon and so forth and so forth. They're probably sixth in line. You ask the majority of Major League Soccer pundits like, hey, who's the best representation right now of LAFC heading into this uh, final, or sorry, best representation Major League Soccer heading into this final, uh, most would have said LAFC. I guarantee you 99% of the people out there would have said LAFC. So for them to choke this away the way they did with the Leon team, who was... People don't realize this, but Leon played Repechaje, which is a wild card game, a playing game uh in, in the Mexican uh, Clausura, and they were bounced by San Luis at home. It's a one-off game, and at home in a must-win game, They laid the egg. It it was 3-1 San Luis. They're out. And León's got to watch for 24 days as LAFC has time. And and Major League Soccer opens up the avenue, opens up the street for them, you know, uh, reschedules games um, to make it easier for them uh, in their road to the final. They throw away the Open Cup game versus the Galaxy because they were concentrating on this final. They lose that one as well so so it was all hinging on this final it was all hinging on these two legs and you go into Guanajuato and Leon and you play one of the worst games you've played under Steve Cherundelo and you get away with it because Denny Boanga ends up scoring that late equalizer in a game you could have easily lost 4-5-1 that's that's a reality yeah. sure you you blundered away some some chances you're well or blundered away some chances as well but clear cut opportunities those were for Leon I mean, John McCarthy was the best player for, for LAFC that day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get away with it that way, head into the second leg at home in front of an amazing crowd. I mean, I can't speak well enough of, of the LAFC fans and what the culture, you know, the game day environment they've created there. It's, it's one of the best in Major League Soccer. So you would expect a good showing. And it's not, it was just the worst possible moment for LAFC and Major League Soccer. Because if you, we always say like, hey, you see the Concap Champions League, um, and historically, the best teams don't really get to the final when it comes to major league soccer. Sometimes, yeah, but they weren't in their best moment. This was the, one of the cases where they did, so you had an, a golden opportunity, um, and they let it slip away. So it, it's it's a massive failure on their part,
0: yeah. You also had the you know, opportunity to go back for the MLS to win, you know, their Concap Champions League, but look, yeah, it, it's unfortunate what happened to LAFC, and I think to me, like, also. Um, Cause I look just like you, Herc. I got a bunch of Liga Mackey's friends, and they're like, "See, this is why Liga MX is better." I just feel like um, with the two leagues and and everything, and right, obviously, leagues cup coming up, and we'll talk about that a later. But I feel like it just shows me more and more that these leagues need each other more. And I that game, I was just so surprised because mm-hmm. like watch watching MLS and watching LAC what they've done the last couple of years. They didn't do a good enough job of showing who they are and who they were and what right. they've done this whole season. Uh, going up to you said uh, mid, uh, or, you know, mid team table. Now I like, the guy makes is not best team, um, but just just so much going into that. But look, let, look let's let's turn the table. Let's let's talk about um, obviously the biggest news that happened last week. Um, Messi is coming to the MLS. Obviously, he's going to Inter Miami. You know, that, that's been re- rumored for, for, for like a year, a couple years ago, like since David Beckham got the team, right? Everybody expected him to get a big name player. It finally happened. What What's your overall thoughts on uh, Messi coming here and what does this mean to the league?
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Before I go there, really quickly, uh, Leon deserved winners. Nobody's taken that away from them. Nicolas mm. Larcamon is one of the better tacticians in North America, and I think he proved that uh, versus LAFC. Like, it doesn't surprise me one bit that Leon won. That's not the surprising part. The surprising mm. part is the lack of fight that you saw at LAFC, the lack of, like, totally agree. yeah, anywhere near them being the team that, that we've seen them be. But uh, neither here nor there, Leon deserved Champions and best of luck to them. I, lots of friends there. Um, so so happy for for some of those guys. Messi to Inter Miami is a game changer for Major League Soccer. Uh, in the vein that David Beckham to the LA Galaxy was a game changer for Major League Soccer. David Beckham started everything. Mm-hmm. David Beckham is the reason you have players in this league today um, that are designated players. I mean, I'm not even talking about Messi. Messi's in a league of his own. But if you're talking about the Joseph Martinez, the Carlos Vela, the Chicharito Hernandez, the Salatans who've come here, the Steven Gerrards, Andrea Pirlos, Frank Lampard, et cetera, et cetera, Thierry Henry, that's because of David Beckham. So for David Beckham to be at the forefront again of this change in Major League Soccer just cements his legacy off the field in Major League Soccer. And I say off the field, right? Because on the field, you know, he did very well. Uh, two championships with the, with the la galaxy uh changed what is major league soccer forever but if you think about it he's already in the us soccer hall of fame as a builder well like mm-hmm. what he help build build here here in, in in major league soccer and and now he's increasing that legacy of taking it even further and beyond uh messi's has a Messi has a potential to be, um one of the biggest moments in American sport, not just soccer, American sport. Like, like if there's, if there is anywhere out there, like a map of, of sports and the way they go down in the United States, like somewhere along the lines, there'll be that little blip of Pele came to the cosmos, you know, a- and what happened there. Messi has the opportunity to be that, if not bigger, because, mm. uh, of these phones because of these tablets because of social media because of the attention because of youtube because of the video games etc etc i mean it gets magnified it gets amplified you've never had a player of that caliber um with that attention with that light on him uh, pele did some amazing things um but you didn't have that attention you you, you couldn't magnify it the way you can today uh, and now you can um, you saw or i'm sure you've seen the social media handles and the attention that Inter Miami is getting. And they've mm-hmm. not even announced them, you know, yeah. in, an increase in, in followers on Instagram and, 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 and engagements and, and Jersey shell sells. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure half of the people that went to new England to see Inter Miami lose to new England thought he was had no idea and probably bought a ticket thinking he'd be there. You know, it's an increase in <laughs> ticket sales merchandising. Yeah. Um, he's going to take this to the next level. But much like the LA Galaxy and David Beckham, the only way for it to work is for him to be successful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you, you bring up a great point because I have, a, I, like I had a bunch of friends reach out to me and, you know, I had conversations. They're like, you know, they they look, to me, obviously this is clear. He, he's the greatest player to, to ever touch, a, uh, you know, soccer, ball, football, whatever you want to call it. But I, 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 the question that was, thrown at me and i kind of want to throw it to you is like what you just said right he has to win championships to take it to the next level like look he's already won everything in his career football wise world cup wise and everything but like talking about like america uh, specifically i guess um i i i tend to think he is still motivated to want to win um obviously i don't know him obviously we, we we see how his how it's gone with psg but you Know he didn't get the love in PSG, maybe that was a factor, or there's just so many different things. But he's coming to you know, inter Miami, where who are the bottom of the table. Um, you know, they it's very easy, easy in MLS to make it to the playoffs, right? Especially with every with all with everything that they did uh this year. How motivated, I guess, you think, uh, he will be, and how because yeah, they have to do a lot. Because one, the greatest player coming could change a lot but do you, do you see them having a, a champ sort of a championship run if, if that's a question
1: it's major league soccer I've been, I've been part of teams that you know dead to rights and then you make it to playoffs and you know you win a championship i was part of the seattle sounders team that didn't shoot on goal and we won a championship you know what i mean mm. uh in, in the final against toronto so anything can happen in major league soccer what i will say is um let's not mistake things right he's 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 not coming to major league soccer because he still has the appetite of winning. That's, Mm -hmm. that's not what's going on here. He's prioritizing Mm -hmm. uh, certain things in his life um, towards the end of his career, which he is so entitled to. If anybody can do that, it's, it's, it's messy. And what he's done, he has nothing else to prove. He's won everything there is to win. So he's not coming here because he wants to continue winning. Let's keep that straight. If that was the case, he'd he'd still be in Europe and, and he'd still be doing things with that said, once he's here, and he's prioritizing certain comforts and liberties and luxuries for his family, the competitor in him takes over. Hey, I'm already here. Now I want to win. I don't want to lose. I'm not used to losing. I don't want to look bad, play bad. I don't want to be around players who, who aren't at my level, regardless of what his level is and how attainable for some players that could be, but you want to win. So that gene takes over. And that's where I think he still has it. That's where I think he's still there. And he will do good things, um, but let's not fool ourselves, kid ourselves, saying like, "Oh, he's he's got so much he wants to prove, and that's why he's here." That's not why he's here. Mm-hmm. But while he's here, he's professional enough to want to prove mm-hmm. everything he can do. That's a different story.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this: do you, Can one player completely change a team? This is a, but can could, could one player like Messi, say they don't get any other player. You think with the current Inter-Miami team that they have, do you, you think he could really change change that team?
1: What are they like? Before the New England game, they were seven points out of playoffs. I mean, so I'd assume I haven't checked the table, but they are probably like two to three games outside of playoffs. Uh, Major League Soccer, since its existence, has always been you string along three games and your destiny changes, right? And if you do it at the right time heading into playoffs, you could be one of the hottest teams, most dangerous teams um, in playoffs. Uh, so just add a messy, add somebody of that quality who, who maybe physically uh, will take some time off uh, during these 90 minutes. But when he has the ball at his foot, uh, he's proven that it doesn't matter how physical the defender, it doesn't matter how capable, uh, he can embarrass you. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's very different um, – a world cup to a regular season. And what I mean by that is in a world cup, you can just say, Hey, we just literally need to win. There's seven games. We need to not lose more than one. If you think about it, right. Mm -hmm. You need to string along some good results, make it difficult. And there are certain plays, certain players of brilliance that can be the defining factor. He could be that deciding factor in a playoff run. Absolutely. But over the course of a regular season to ask him to be the messy that we've seen, uh, with all the travel, the, the conditions like turf, the, the humidity, uh, heat, whatever the case may be, different factors, uh, that'll be difficult. But it's it's messy. If he gets mm-hmm. anywhere near the level we saw from him six months ago, six months ago, not three years ago, six months ago, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it matters what type of team uh, Inter has around him. Uh, belief is a strong thing, and and they could they could make a a run. That's 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 Major League Soccer. I repeat but I don't think it'll be like that. I think they'll make moves. I think the same way David Beckham came in and it was about a year and a half where it was transition, where the team was not great. Frank Yallop and Alexi Lawless in those years, um, what they they built there, tried to build there wasn't great and it changed with Bruce coming in. I think something similar can happen. Messi comes in, I'm sure there's going to be a coach who comes in with him. I'm sure he'll have the seal of approval. Uh, Chris Henderson is a very capable uh, sporting director. You know, he, he helped build the Seattle Sounders we see today. Um, they obviously will be heavily backed. They have an ambitious owner. They were already caught cheating. So you know how ambitious our owner <laughs> is. They want to the yeah. win. Um, I think somewhere along the lines, Major League Soccer, sooner rather than later, will change things, bend mm-hmm. the rules, look the other way to kind of make things happen. That's the history of Major League Soccer, whether you like it or not. That's what it's been. Uh, and, and I think Miami will be a successful team in the near to mid future. I really do.
0: Yeah. No, look, I'm with you. Uh, and I and uh, I like I want them to change the rules and bend the rules or whatever. I mean Tam, Gam, all these JP things, the limitation, okay it, it it's mind boggling at this point. But hopefully a player like Messi is, is able to speed that process through. Um Herk, let's let's talk about um Chicharito. Uh, He he tore his ACL, uh, I believe in his right knee. He's done for the season. It looks like his career. He probably played his last uh, game with the Galaxy in a U.S. Open game. Um, Look, I I believe he's 36. Um, What are your thoughts? Because a player like that doesn't, you know, going to go through this injury. I've I've told my ACL, and I'm familiar with the process. It's going to take him about six to nine months, and the future is unknown. But give, give me overall thoughts on, on a player dealing with an injury like that. I don't know what your situation was uh, or how long ago it was.
1: What I can tell you is I've been through that process. Um, I was 25 years old, not 35. Uh, this was 2007, not 2023. And I came back in five months. I also had the luxury of being a professional athlete. And uh, I had round-the-clock therapy, right? I had all the machines you could think of. I was in uh, therapy twice, if not three times a day, all these different things to try to get me ready. I came back in five months, 25 years old, not 35, not mid thirties, mid twenties. And physically I was fine. Mentally, that's where it cost me. Mentally, that's where I had my doubts. Mm -hmm. I've had knee injuries at 30 plus years of age. My last one around 33, I believe. And your body's different at that age. Your Mm -hmm. body takes longer. Your body sends you different signals that this isn't okay. You're not ready. So there are different factors. What I do know about Javier Hernandez is how mentally tough he is, how strong he is. And I don't think this is the end for him. He's had a legendary career. I know there will be memes. I know there'll be jokes. I know there's all these different viewpoints of Javier Hernandez because of the type of person he's... Become off the field these days, but he's had a legendary career mm-hmm. uh, for a Mexican player, uh, for for anybody in Concacaf, like literally legendary. Um, goal scoring title in Mexico, actually it's this one right here that we tied together. Right, goal scoring title in Mexico um, gets sold to Manchester United. Ridiculous amount of goals in Manchester United with the likes of Wayne Rooney, Van Persie, Berbatov. Under that, Sir Alex Ferguson, like the last United, like just real team, goes to Real Madrid, Leverkusen, I mean, Sevilla, just ridiculous career that most players around this region won't have. The all-time leading goal scorer for the Mexican national team has scored in three different World Cups, like he is that guy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he ends it this way. I really don't. And what's sad is there's a lot of things that are sad with the Galaxy, and I'm sure you'll ask me about it. But what's sad is every year since he's gotten here has been better for him in goal scoring. Mm -hmm. You know, regardless of what happens during the season, he's been a better goal scorer for it. And he was looking fit, he was looking strong. Sure, the Galaxy were were struggling, but you cover the Galaxy, and I'm sure you'd you'd say like the Galaxy weren't as bad as their record. Mm -hmm. They had a lot. There's a lot of games where. Things didn't go their way either because of a call and that's not an excuse or because they just couldn't finish or because they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net or generate an opportunity, not because they were a bad team. So all these things um, lead me to believe that he'll be back Um, in what capacity and for what team that remains to be the biggest question.
0: Yeah, Uh, look, you, 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 you made a lot of good points. Obviously, just watching his career and just obviously being up close and, and seeing him and, and, and talking to him, I, you know, I, I really obviously feel for him because you could tell he wanted to get back. And, you know, he, st- he had a couple of injuries in the beginning of the season, comes back, and then obviously then he, he tears his ACL. And I think, it, look, a player like him, it has to be frustrating. And I think, you know, he was also looking, I think, for the summer to get called up with the mm-hmm. national team. Obviously, you know, that's going to be put on hold. Mm-hmm. But wherever he wherever he ends up, um, you know, you said he's he's a legend in this game. He's Mexico's all-time leading goal scorer. I, I I said this before. I think he deserves a proper farewell from the Mexican national team whenever that time comes. I know there was a lot going on. He he wasn't on in, in the World Cup, but yeah, he he definitely deserves that. Obviously, talking about Mexican players, Herc. This is this is. Uh, a big week you got us versus mexico uh, down in las vegas nations league a semi-final going on this thursday uh give me give, give me your thoughts uh, on this game
1: complicated game for both it, it really is in my eyes it's a pick em. and i think the separating factor here is is the coach um mexico has a coach regardless of what you think of them they have a coach who's been there who's done that who knows what it's like to run a first team, who knows the pressures. Uh, B.J. Callahan, he's the assistant to the assistant, right? Mm-hmm. He He's never had a coaching career to speak of. And here he is leading the full team, the U.S. men's national team, against the biggest rival that they have. Um, it's a complicated situation. A lot of uh, American players aren't coming off great seasons. Not to say that there are many Mexican players coming off great seasons because – this gets lost a lot in the in, in the Mexican media. They're like, well, the American players aren't coming off great seasons. It's the same thing. I think the only thing that really separates these two is probably Chucky Lozano's Napoli, the Serie A title. If you think about it, but he was even, you know, half the time he started, half the time he didn't. There were probably five or six more important players in that team than him. But it it, it really is a pick'em. The deciding factor, the coach here. And and the, the parallels between the two are are kind of funny. Um they're 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 Crazy if you think about them. I mean, programs are kind of struggling. A lot of doubts. Um, the process being backwards, and what I mean by that is, like in one sense, the U.S. Men's National Team, and the U.S. Soccer Federation, were are eliminating positions uh, because they left on their own, and in the Mexican Federation, like the coach is still around, or I'm sorry, the, the the president was still around, but they hire a, a sporting director. Uh, and then they hire a director of national teams and then they go and there's a coach hired but they didn't hire him it's like all this crazy different process going around with the the mexican federation uh and and you think there's going to be still more change because now you have a new uh, president Um, and not everybody's convinced with the coach and and the hiring process of the coach and we've been through this road uh, here at u.s soccer before so there's a lot of different factors that are very similar to each other. But the most glaring is I don't think either program is at its finest point right now. And it really is a picking game in, in Las Vegas. You're probably going to see, a, I, I think when it was us Mexico and gold cup, there was like maybe a, this was gold cup, a 60, 40 crowd. I think you'll see something similar. Um, but I really do think it's a pick game. I really do think. And, and by the way, either team making out of that is still not my favorite in the final.
0: You know, um, you got Canada or, yeah,
1: I got Canada. I think Canada is the best team right now. They're the most solid team. Uh, mm-hmm. Their players are in form. I mean, Kyle Aaron got relegated, but he was a ridiculous signing for Valladolid. Um, Jonathan David continues to be one of the, the premier players in this continent. Uh, the the best nine in North America. Uh, Alfonso Davies is, is getting back to health, and he's Alfonso Davies. Estacio won you know a title with Porto, and he's a very good player. Jonathan Osorio is a, is a very good player. Uh, come on, Miller. Uh, you know, uh, they got some very good players in the defensive line. Richie Larré. I think they're a dangerous team, man. I really yeah. do. And I think they're the best co- coach team at the moment. There's is the one coach I do trust. Now, you could say what you want about the World Cup. The reality is that World Cup group for them had, had two the semifinalists. Toughest yeah. Toughest group. Toughest uh, group. And, 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 a go- and, and the number two ranked team in the world in Belgium, the Golden Generation, so... People yeah. can say what they want, but they they don't really know what they're talking about when they talk about that. Um, but yeah, that's what surprises so listen, me about Canada—it's a pickem, man.
0: Yeah, no, uh, just to go—that's that, so funny that you say that because uh, people want to put down Canada. I'm with you. I think Canada is the strongest team, but I, I just they played—they played a good good uh, World Cup. They just had better better countries that they're facing. They had a good um,
1: game against Belgium. They they shot themselves versus uh. I mean, John Herdman shouldn't have said what he said uh, versus Croatia and then Morocco, <laughs> yes. you know. Morocco, yeah. board yeah, but it's, okay. it's by far the hardest group. Um, and not only in that world cup that I just in recent memory that I've
0: seen. Yeah. Just, just, just to go back on, on the, on us, um, you're talking about the, the, the third assistant, um, obviously you, you played for the U S national team. Um, look, there's, there's, talk about Jesse Marsh. Now that things came out about, uh, you know, Steve Shrondo who coaches at LAFC. What, what are your thoughts? Obviously, you know, they, they, Greg Berhalter, we heard, you know, some of the U.S. men's national team players talk about Greg Berhalter. Uh, What are your thoughts uh, about uh, the, the head coaching position for U.S. men national team? Would you like a U.S.-based American or somewhere else?
1: I'll start with with the players talking about Greg Berhalter. Like, no player is going to shoot himself in the foot, if, you know, and say, like, no, he wasn't a good coach. or No, you know, they're not going to air the dirty laundry if there's a possibility of a coach coming back, that's just not a smart thing to do. And some of those players are indebted to Greg Berhalter. Some of those players do feel an affinity for Greg Berhalter. It makes sense that they would say that. Does it make Greg Berhalter the man for the job? No, those are two different, very different things. And you're asking players, um, you're asking players that had a good relationship with Greg. You're not asking players that didn't have a good relationship with Greg, right? Cause your answer would be probably different. Um, they probably wouldn't care as much if he was coming back, they'd probably be, more open to voice their their opinions like Joe Scalley did you know on football america joe scalley had an interview with Sebastian Salazar and he he pretty much said next coach should be somebody who's open to be tactically flexible that's a direct shot at greg berholder saying he wasn't tactically flexible so there there are certain players that you can ask and it just it's very obvious um the situation there now does it have to be american no absolutely not it's got to be the best person for the job uh, I don't mind that they're interviewing lots of people. Um, that should be a requisite. That's what you should do if you're the Federation. They didn't do that with with Greg Berhalter. That's a reality. They interviewed Greg Berhalter and uh, Oscar Pareja. That's it. That's who they interviewed um, in that process with, with Greg Berhalter. So do your interviews. Do your due diligence. Um, as many as you can. Open that net. Cast it wide. Uh, but you have to end up with the right person. If after all this, if after giving B.J. Callahan the keys to the summer, what you're telling us is a wash, it doesn't matter if you win or lose because if it did, you'd hire a real coach. That's a reality because coaches matter. Coaches really matter, man. Look at Sevilla. Sevilla had a shit season, about to get relegated. They changed coaches twice. And then the third time when they brought in Medelibar, he takes him and they win the Europa League. Tigres. It was Diego Coca. He leaves. Chimar Ruiz, they're terrible. In comes in Robert Dante Seboldi, writes the ship. Liga make his champions. Why? Mm-hmm. Same group, same players, different reactions because coaches matter. So what you're saying now is, these tournaments don't matter. That you mm-hmm. could lose them, and nothing will happen. No pasa nada. Which is which is fine if that's if, if you finally get to the correct coach. But if you come back down and it's Greg Berhalter, come back down it's Jesse Marsh. What are you doing? Just yeah. you know. You should already be there then. If if it's Jesse Marsh, you should already be there. But if it's somebody that you had to wait on because of a club commitment or or a situation, and you're like, well, we need the summer to cool off, and and then we go from there, that's understandable. But that means you have to get this decision right because these tournaments, I mean, the reality is BJ Callahan can't disappoint you. He can only surprise you. That's the reality. If you're expecting BJ Callahan to do something, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, based off what his resume, mm-hmm. based off what the pool of players that's not doing so great. So, B- BJ Callahan could only surprise you, you shouldn't be disappointed.
0: Yeah, look, and, and to that point, uh, how much time, I guess, is it is, is the summer like once the summer is over or or, or that? When would you, I guess, you would feel comfortable? Um when they should announce a coach or I guess when, when would you say, cause you, you make a great point. Coaches do matter now, and in your, to a point us men's national team is saying like, these are important cause we're trying to get the, 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 the best coach. But do you think this by the end, by the end of the summer end they should have a, a coach or name a coach? I
1: don't know about name a coach, but they should have their coach in line. It should be negotiated and and, and ready to announce before the next uh, fixture dates. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm okay in sacrificing this summer if it's the right coach like that. I would be fine with that. Um, Cause then you have Copa America, you have the new version of the Confederations cup, and then you have the world cup, right? You're going to have very busy summers. You'll have some somewhat sometime you don't have qualifiers, but I'm okay with that, but you need to get it right. So you can't just lose all this time. And this is what, I think hurt the U S men's national team. The first time around is you lose 13 months where Dave Sarikin's the caretaker and Greg Berhalter's with the Columbus crew. Cause he wants to finish out the season with the Columbus crew. And then he does that. And then you come in and then they have a bad Gold cup showing. And then the team is, has taken longer to gel to find his 11 to, to sort out a roster. There are so many questions. You could have used those 13 months in, in better fashion. It's the same thing right now. You could use this time in better fashion, um, if it is going to be uh, the right coach, you know, or, or wouldn't be the right coach, I should say. So it, it's it's one of those things where I think U.S. soccer uh, needs to be very diligent in, in how they go forward. Uh, they're going to be criticized no matter what. Uh, fans are won't understand or like the process, but it really is imperative that you get the decision right
0: fair enough Herc, let's finish off with this obviously um outside of the US versus Mexico we're going to have both leagues the League guy versus uh mls uh first integration is going to be this summer i believe it starts around july 21st and through mid august um let's talk about leagues cup in cuz i i feel i really feel like these two leagues um in a way kind of need each other and it's just it just builds it up so so nice right we've seen how the, the business side of how MLS is able to bring teams in. And they're now they're charging half a billion dollars to, to integrate a team down in San Diego. And obviously you got Liga Amequis, who to me has the, the culture and the decades and everything that we've seen. And, you know, there's, there's a big uh, uh, Hispanic uh, population that listens and watch games. And, you know, the, I think you tweeted something about the final numbers and all that. Uh, talk to me about Leagues Cup and your thoughts and what it means. Yeah, I was wrong about that tweet. It was like 60 million in the playoffs. Uh but yes, Leagues Cup, man, I'll
1: go back to Messi. Like <laughs> Messi makes CONCACAF bigger. Messi makes Liga Mekis bigger. Like everybody wins and and the reason I say that is because look at the relationship between MLS and uh, Liga MX. Every day it's gotten closer. We can go back a few years ago where it was Campeones Cup. We can go back to the Leagues Cup that was a few years ago. Now this Leagues Cup It's a little mini World Cup. It's being showcased in the United States and Leo Messi will be part of it. It makes everything bigger. Um, Cruz Azul is going to debut against Inter Miami. That could be Messi's uh, first game, his debut game. And who's not going to watch that? So that means that's more money in the pockets of Major League Soccer, more money in the pockets of Liga Mekis, uh, increasing the coverage for both. There's a reason that MLS wants to be involved with Liga Mekis. There's a reason uh, Liga Mekis wants to be involved with MLS. They're they're willing to share that spotlight if you will and and both kind of win in a way. But this is a at least in the immediate it's in a very attractive tournament because of Messi. Let's not let's not try to BS people. Because of Messi, it's a very very attractive uh, situation. Um, I don't know how attractive it would be without Messi. Uh, It's it's, or at least not in the opening rounds. Maybe towards the end, you have Liga Mekis who won't be in in season uh, and you have MLS who's in season taking a break. And so we don't really know what the squads are like, but I guarantee you Messi plays. Eyeballs are going to be there.
0: Yeah, no, and that, that's the biggest thing that the the draw and then obviously the 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 fact that Messi has done, um, yeah, and then the leaks Cup, I guess it's just like the, the first integration of this tournament, and obviously now that, that obviously going back to Messi, now that Messi's being here, there's been a speculation about uh, Copa Libertadores, and I know I know I think uh, Don Garber's been wanting to be part of that. How how I guess with with Copa America coming here with the, with the 2026 World Cup being here, um would you like to see MLS teams partake or be part of that? Because there is going to be a, a big difference in talent, just let alone, but would you like to see MLS teams in Copa Libertadores?
1: Yeah. A big difference in talent. Maybe once you get to the quarters and semis, I mean,
0: Libertadores is great, but
1: it's like saying CONCACAF champions is great. You know, like the CONCACAF champions is great when you get to the semis finals, everything in between like it gets watered down. It's the same thing in Libertadores. So, it makes sense that Comunale wants a piece of Messi, right? And they'll do whatever they can to open up that possibility. Mm-hmm. It includes Major League Soccer, if it includes League of mix et cetera, et cetera. And I'm see, I'm sure we'll see some version like that Final Four that are going to have. I'm sure there'll be some version of that. I could see something like that. But to see MLS teams in Libertadores right now, while I would love to see it, I don't know where they would fit it in the calendar, um, and I don't know because of the Leagues Cup, and I don't know um, how they could do it, what kind of funding they would have to give these teams going into it. Because when you, you have a team like LAFC or, or like anybody else who plays, you know, CONCACAF Champions League like Billy, you have to give them more money to compete, right? Um, that's not just on the field, off the field. You know, what are these charter flights going to look like? What are these days going to look like? What are you going to do with the league games? I mean, I think LAFC has something like, you know, two games a week now for until heading until the end of summer. Um, mm. so it's a congested schedule these players aren't machines uh there's there's things in the cba on the business side for players where they got to protect themselves and they have to be I mean, you got to open up that checkbook as well for them <laughs> you can't just say hey here, here you go product go out there yeah. you know they, they've got to be in on it as well so there's a lot of driving factors here but that i'll go back to the one key component here messy that's the reason libertadores is even thinking about major league soccer
0: yeah well look kirk I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate everything you do for this community and everything you've 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 done, and how vocal you've been. Because I felt like there's need there, at least for me, just just watching the media game and stuff, and what you and Sebas do in football of America is there needs to there needs someone to to voice the opinion and and, and be okay with taking not just voice your opinion, but be okay with taking the backlash. A lot of people can't take the backlash, and I, you know I've I've been following you for a while. And I, I really appreciate and love what you're doing for the community and keep doing it, man, because people, we need someone like you and we need people being and, and you know, being vocal. And if, if you have to go after a person or have to, we just need that because I, I just feel like MLS is a little too soft. Um, just with certain things like you, you've been in the, you've covered it. And and, and I like the, the approach you guys are doing ASP and, and the and the way you guys are going about it because it's much needed in my opinion.
1: I appreciate that, my man. I really do. Uh, listen, I'm sure you grew up a lot like me. We're, we consume our game differently. Uh, we grew up watching, you know, if you're old enough, Protagonistas or Full Picante and all that stuff. And the game around the world is consumed differently. So the game that we love shouldn't be treated differently here. And I think people are coming around to it. I mean, respectfully, right? Uh, this is still all uh, entertainment at the end of the day, uh, but respectfully. And, and I agree with you. It, it could be better for it. Um, so I'm here for it and I, I appreciate the love, my man. I really do.
0: There you go. Well there you have ESPN Zone and Hercules Gomez from Football Americas. This is a deal. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye everybody.